You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on the Trisbeth Government to get it on. Thanks for tuning in and thanks for telling a friend. We love that about you. Welcome to Castrol's uh, CarCast. We love that. Uh, I'm Adam Carolls. I'm at the Motorator over there. DeAndrea, good to see you, man. How are you? I'm digging the new Adam Carolla Show logo. Looks good. Cars are taking over everything over here. I'm, uh, I'm <laughs> a busy that. man. I'm doing well. We got lots to report about. Uh, we've been doing more and more car-related stuff. Um, we're we're two three days off of one event and packing up for the next event. And cars, as we tape this, is going to fly to uh, Europe. Um, got the wets on there. Got it set down. Looks good. Stance is right. Uh, feeling good. Um, so lots, uh, lots going on in the car world. We just got off the, uh, 25th anniversary Rodeo Drive Concourse de Elegance. Uh, that was, uh, last weekend. Uh, Matt and, uh, I drove over there. Uh, we put Sonny, uh, up on the boot in the back. Kind yeah. of adventure for him. A very concerned young man. <clears throat> <laughs> Want to know if we're going to get into trouble? <laughs> You're so concerned about a ticket. I was like, nobody knows you're sitting on a package tray. For everybody knows, they just assume if there's a seat there. They can't. You see want to know where inside. Johnny Law was? Yeah. And uh, car overheated a little bit. We pulled over a little bit, but uh, ran pretty good. Uh, the uh, the Mira. That Mira. That blue Mira. That thing's a showstopper. Yeah, it looks good. It you know good. what I, I love is... Uh, somebody somebody Instagrammed a black with silver Mura and said, best looking Mura ever. I call bullshit on that. <laughs> I, well, I'll, I'll, I'll let's... Uh, let, I'll let's go see. ahead and say it doesn't have red interior either. It's got black interior. Let's see if we can... Look, I will do a sort of... I will do a uh, process of elimination on that Mura... Uh, just to uh, toot our own horn, if if you may. And you guys can look at it. And I, I will take your feedback, and I will take your challenges. We will take your challenges. But okay. I, will, I will say this. The Mira, in general, is just one of the best-shaped cars on the planet, just in general. The general shape, layout, architecture of the cars, amazing. Yeah, it's low, it's wide, it's got a lot of nice curve to it in the fenders. Mid-engine, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's fatter hips in the back. Like, it just has all of the design right. elements that any designer Out of the 740-something or whatever it is, 80-something mirrors built, the SV are clearly the best-looking aesthetically of those, and they made 140, 150 of those, whatever yeah. it is. So, By the way, a lot of people ask me about the eyelashes. Why don't okay. you clear that up on the eyelashes? Eyelashes on the, on the mirrors. Yes, on the yeah. front lights. On the mirrors are with the P's, the first uh-huh. iteration, and the S's. But when they went to the SV, no eyelashes. That's right. Now, occasionally there's some weird outlier that has like eyelashes and an SV rear clip because in 1974 – they took it back to the factory, and it started life as an S, but they put they raised it to SV spec, but they didn't change to whatever. There's maybe two of those cars on the planet. Yeah. The rest are pretty much – now, there's some P's and S's that got converted to SV 
aesthetically or beyond. But the SV is the smallest number made of the Miras. Right. And it's it's not arguably the best looking. It's the best looking. They just kept evolving it. They put the wider rims and the yeah. bigger hips on it, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> and the taillights are better. Things are better. Anyway, now you got to go into color combinations. What looks best on that car? Well, an S, sorry, an SV looks great in almost anything. Um, I like them in orange with a black interior and like silver rockers and silver rims. They they look great. Uh, they're little, I won't say dime a dozen, but everyone's seen orange mirrors. They look fantastic in that midnight blue. The, yeah, kind uh, the of like a blue note. Blue note. It looked fantastic in that. If any of them left the factory in blue note with like a red interior, you got a pretty good argument uh, for yeah. great looking. I think I've seen them in a robin's egg blue, like a really light blue. I happen yeah. to like that with even a like a white or red interior. Great looking. Um, that yeah, there's a there's one that's in a robin's egg blue, and I don't know the interior might be white, but it looks really good that light blue on that on that car. Uh, but here's the criteria: because the car is now over two million bucks a unit, you can't just take it to Boyd Coddington and go, "I want to paint it this." 60s Corvette green yeah. and put the you have to go check the build sheet go check the book and put it back to what yeah. it was yeah the, not a lot of uh, Lamborghini Muros wrapped these days <laughs> no <laughs> for the, for the so, gold rush rally <laughs> if we Max Pata who's an, who knows nothing about I'll just stop it there oh, <laughs> oh, no, oh man uh, no who knows who knows little about cars sure who knows little about cars. The criteria here is what's the best looking Mira. I'm going to make these rules because they benefit me. <laughs> the criteria is it has to be a as it left the factory. As because I'll look at Kalen. Two million bucks plus means that car needs to be in the original color, interior, exterior as left the factory. Okay. Because that's what happens. When cars get really expensive, you have to put them back to how they were. Because if you're trying to sell a $3 million car and the guy goes, uh, it says it was white with a black interior. Now you got yeah. beige on red. Uh, I got to put it. It's going to cost me two hundred grand to put it back yeah. to how it was. That's yeah. how they argue. And, so, and missing parts. I see you got Brembo's on it now. That's great. But uh, where are the original right. brakes? Right. So, <laughs> they got to be on a shelf somewhere. I would say with that as a, a criteria... Uh, you can eliminate all the white, all the ones that left the factory. It's in the book. If you look at the book, it'll go like, out of the 150, 31 were red. Right? Yeah. yeah. It looks good, but if 31 of them were red, eliminate red. Right. Eliminate white. Eliminate black. And now you're getting into colors like silver. Not good. To me... The only tones that are sort of in the running there, and yellow's not great. Yeah. The only tones that are in the running are in the blues. 
And you can make and, and an argument for the light good. blue. You know, the orange is pretty orange good. Orange is good. There's yeah, probably but, but 12 the blues, of those. You know. Blues work. And the blues are interesting because the darker blue, the blue note with the gold rockers works. But but the lighter blue with the silver is not bad. No, it's it's good. This is but the, that's the only one in this, with the silver that I do. This like. is the only one that left the factory in medio blue, right. medium blue, with now and then a blue interior. Blue interior. Which is crazy because I don't know what genius, I'm sure he's dead, ordered his Mira SV with medium blue on the outside and blue interior, which is awesome oh, for us. It looks good. But... It, it by all right, but you got to mix it up a little bit, right? The black dash, it can't be the blue all the way. Yeah, through, like it, the black the, dash, but and stuff. but but that thing should have been ordered with a black interior. Now, but good, good, good for us. Now, you got to find one that's a better combo than that, and I don't think you can. I don't know with but, the gold, uh, but somebody, uh, uh, somebody was would. Was going insane back then because somebody bought the car, uh, blue, blue, looked amazing, and then somewhere down the line painted it yellow with tan interior, and it and it went to Japan for twenty years, and and it came back here, and that's when you found it, and we're like, this yellow doesn't work, <laughs> and not uh, with the gold, no, not with no, the beige, no, it was just like to go from that blue to a yellow seems like. But we sanded it down, and we found the blue. blue And And the interior was interesting because I had a picture of an old Mura I had that was yellow, that was an S, that had the blue interior, and it was the same blue. It was like a really washed out kind of light. kind of a blue-gray. Blue. We got kind of lucky with that. Uh, I'll tell you about Brush Hero. Max Pata, you see if you can find anything online on the uh, Lambo book that has the breakdown of the SVs. Mm-hmm. because it'll kind of tell you how many were red, how many were black, how many were blue note there, whatever it yeah. is. And it's kind of inter- it's kind of interesting. Uh, Brush Hero, more backache, and uh, I should say no more backache, and no more wet, scraped-up knuckles, 100% water-powered, no batteries or electricity required, just standard garden hose. You can start with the – they have a starter set, Comes with uh, two brush heads. Got a soft one for the sensitive surfaces, like paint, chrome, things like that. And then a tough one for the serious muck. Extensive line of accessories to uh, clean virtually anything. Boats, barbecues, yard tools, patio furniture, RVs. Yeah. I had lived that. Great <laughs> gift for father. Wait a minute. We just passed Father's Day. Well, next Father's Day. Well, get it now. No, get one for you, dads. Right. Get yourself a gift, man. Get uh, gift sets for uh, every budget, uh, and you can pick them up over at Amazon, uh, Costco, Walmart, or uh, buy direct at BrushHero.com. You've seen these guys on Shark Tank. Really cool piece. 10% off with your entire order when you use the code CARCAST, plus orders over 40 bucks. Ship free. BrushHero.com. And uh, use the uh, code CARCAST. Good company. All right, let's see. Got a question from New York. What's a comment about standard transmission versus automatic transmissions? All right, let's talk to Greg real quick over here. Greg, 31. Hey, Adam, big fan, really big fan. Uh, probably called into the wrong show because this is less about the mechanics of cars than the 
weird trend that I'm noticing is people stop driving stick, and it's becoming less of a, a thing that a father teaches their son. I've also noticed that it, it's a, like a perfect example of like how we're raising our kids nowadays, and I, I just can't, I can't grasp and deny that, uh, that comparison. Well, I, there's a part about, and we can do a quick poll here, but I don't know. I know Gary can drive a stick. I know Matt Fondelier doesn't. I don't know. Kalen does. Chris does. People don't drive sticks. Um, I don't know that it's, it's people are buying uh, fewer cars with the manual transmission. I think more and more cars are not being offered with it because... Uh, electronics and technology allow for yeah. a not just a better shifting car in the performance world, but they're doing it because of gas mileage. You remember back in the day when you know you and I were just learning or driving stick around town, and you'd crunch the numbers on the car and be like, "Oh, the manual transmission always got better gas mileage." That was one then. of the yeah. selling points yeah. back in the day, and that, now uh, that's no know. longer the case. You get ten-speed automatic transmissions. A new Mustang has a ten-speed automatic. I know. I'm. Still living in shame for yelling at uh, Dr. Bruce when he was telling me. He's like, does that Camaro have a 10-speed? I was like, 10-speed? Get the fuck out of here, you idiot. There's no 10-speed. Go back to your ER, Seriously, dummy. Are you talking about a truck? I know. I, you know uh, he wanted to know if my the Z... Uh, the ZL1? The, no, the C7R racing vet yeah. I drove at Willow Springs had a 10-speed transmission in it i still yelled at it. i was right i was yeah, right no, you're yell right yeah i like my answer just, my answer isn't no it's you fucking idiot <laughs> you <laughs> <dummy. dare> you? <laughs> <laughs> well listen but but greg i'm with you here's where i'm with you okay let me let me go with you here all right okay okay um the stick shift engages you with the car. Yeah. So exactly. not so much texting and driving when you have to drive a stick yep. shift. So that's a very good thing. Number two, I just got back from playing a big old Father's Day softball game. And I'm fucking good at softball. People, uh, <laughs> people, I, maybe I'm overcompensating, but I think people think there's something about me that's not very athletic because I complain a lot and have skinny arms and I tell jokes for a living. I will fucking crank a softball further than anybody you know all day, all the time. And I'm a great outfielder. I'm a good player. Okay. And I, and I realize when you get older, as you're hanging around with all the other dads or whatever, they got to go. That guy's a good player. Like, put that guy in left yeah, field and let him play. on the team. We want him to yep. play yeah. left field because he's a vacuum Knoxville cleaner out the there. Bricks. Johnny's a good player, <laughs> I'm sure which he is, is a weird thing. <laughs> but here's the point. I started thinking about my son who was out there, and it's like softball is not going to be a big part of his life, but I don't – I saw a couple of guys. I won't mention any names, but I see guys get up the plate. We had a guy on our team, like 20-year-old dude. Yeah. He struck out. Yeah, like the the, the pitcher. Yeah, the pitcher was throwing it as soft as he could, and at a certain point, like after like eleven swings and miss, where he would swing down. Yeah. at the ball. So this is this is underhand slow. Underhand pitch. slow. Like at some point, somebody just went uh, blank. I won't use his name, but uh, that you got that's enough. Like he was batting yeah. in front of me. Yeah, like I was like this this nineteen year old dude had to just go sit down. Like, like, it's going to get dark. Like, it was that kind of thing. I don't want that for my son. You see what I'm saying? He's not going to be a professional softball player. Same way with a stick. I want him to drive a stick, not because he's going to own a car with a stick, just because I want him to say I can drive a stick. 
That's right. <laughs> and the fa- exactly, and the fact that he is going to engage in something that's going to be challenging and not the easiest way, but it's going to teach you the best way, the fundamental understanding of how to use a car. I'm with and you. And that's that's what drives me nuts. Greg, about you're 31. Where'd you get all this? Uh, mostly from you. <laughs> oh, thank you. All right, that's enough. Expand. Where's my uh, Where's my softball footage? Did still looking for that. that? Yeah, still looking for still it. Looking for I, it. No, I am. <laughs> Talked to him in eight years. <laughs> we still looking for that. How are you looking for it? Where is it? See, that's, on some that's, hard drive somewhere. Yeah, so we're trying to find the the drive that it's on. Okay. Uh, speaking of driving, uh, RM Auction to set a forty-five. Yeah. So just today they sent out the email saying uh, we've just consigned, which I guess is uh, if I remember it correctly, the most expensive car at auction. So they, they can sign a Ferrari. I don't have the specs in front of me. The guys here will have it. Uh, $45 million estimate going to Monterey. 250 A uh, GTO, sorry. Yeah. Um, now, I, I don't believe, I, I believe it has racing history, it, but not Lamar. Oh, I got it. Now, it's funny. There's a... I always thought of the beefier ones as the three, three 350s or the 330s. Um, there is – so the GT40 came in a couple of configurations. We got to see the back of it. Now, Matt, I, I've probably chewed your ear on this one a few times, but there is a version of the, of the GT – Oh, Ferrari GTO. Mm-hmm. That's kind of just sleek, and um, I'm going to bring this conversation all the way around, man. You ready for this shit? Let's do it. There is a version of the Ferrari GTO, like the one that sold for seventy million bucks in Europe last last month right. or three weeks ago or whatever it was. Yeah, that mm. is analogous to the P and the S Mira. It's just kind of smoother. It doesn't have the big hips on it. It's it's nice. Then there's a Ferrari GTO that's more muscular, that has bigger hips in the rear, even has weird pillars in the back like an old Corvette, like yeah, a okay. 69 yeah, 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 or yeah, something sorry. Corvette. That's like the, the GTO on creatine. And they made a few of those. I don't know how many, but those were racing cars. Like, if you go to Goodwood, you'll see those cars yeah. on the track. They're dishier rear rims. They're beefier uh, rear hips. Uh, there's some vents behind the rear tire. And also, when you see the back of the roof, when Max Zapata shows us a picture of this car, when he turns it around and you see the back part of it, you'll see the, the rear is not sleek. It's clipped. Yeah. So this car, uh, there's 36 of the, these made. This is number three, and it says that uh, number three. We have yeah. a, we have a video. We're, we'll play it in the background while you guys talk to okay. Okay. for the rear end. Mm-hmm. There's and your rear end. If you oh, you just missed first it. in its class in over a hundred in over 300 events. I assume it means shows and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great looking. In, in, in a world where GTOs are hot looking, look at, all right, stop it there. Yeah. This is the one that's muscular and hot looking. For some reason, it reminds me of a Corvette in the back. Yeah, it does. Uh, 60s, late 60s? Yeah. I don't know Corvettes that well, but uh, anyway. Uh, so they think it's going to look at that car, uh, you, Matt, person. 
Uh, they think this car is going to get over four. They have an estimate for it. They have it? an estimate. It says in excess of forty-five million is the estimate. Um, uh, blue seats. Oh there's God. also the Ford GTO that came in third. How'd that estimate? How'd we work that estimate out? Uh, uh, let's relive that moment. The estimate. Mm-hmm. There was no estimate. The, yeah, there the was Ford no GT. estimate. Ford GT. Sorry. And we have an idea what it's going to go for, but yeah. it's an undisclosed sum. Yes. <laughs> what was my idea? Uh, I think you said ten. I said eleven. Eleven? Yeah. I think you're. I think you're right on the money. You confirmed that it was right. I think that. it's right on the money. <laughs> Thank you. It, it is. They've released that. Oh, they did. What's yeah, the yeah. estimate now? It, it was ten to twelve. Really? Yeah. So you, under, you understand, Max Zapata? <laughs> you understand that Matt said to me, "What do you think that car is going to go for?" With no estimates, third place at Le Mans. I went eleven. And then he went and called the guy who runs the place, <laughs> and the guy said between ten and twelve. <laughs> now here's my question: A, I got I got two questions. How was I such a horrible student? And also, when I weigh in on something, why is it generally dismissed? Or just uh, that's your opinion? Now let's ask this homeless guy over here what he thinks. <laughs> I feel like my opinion should count as much as maybe 30 or 40 opinions. <laughs> <laughs> Average opinions. That's, that's my thought. That's my thing. That's I know. my you're, thinking. You're like a Yelp review. If, you've done, if you haven't gone to the restaurant, your review is worth one. But if you've gone to the restaurant... Your review's worth more points. That Ford GTO was a tough one to guess because <laughs> yeah. it came in... Th- sorry, GT. I keep saying GTO. Yeah. Ford GT. Yeah, it's a it GT40. Ca- GT40, yeah. Uh, yeah, because there is a Ford GT yeah. now. So now we're all over the road. <laughs> There's right. a GTO, a GT, a yeah. Ford GT, We're Ford talking about GT40. one of 1966 when they photographed the three cars going across the finish line at Le Mans together. The third place car, the gold one... It's That's a, the GT40 so, going so, up for auction. So Matt was looking up some shit, and they didn't get their three across. I think they wanted three wide photo finish. They did not get that because McLaren just went forward yeah. like a douche. But anyway, <laughs> um, the the highest one had gone for like $4 million bucks or $4.5 bucks or something like that. This car came in third. I'd been saying that the Ford... Undervalued. The GT40s were undervalued. Yeah, I agree. Undervalued. But I still came up with 11. You came up with 11. Yeah, you gave it some thought, crunched some numbers in your melon, and you came up with 11. You were right on the money. Well, <laughs> I, we don't know if I'm right on the money. We know that For the, the auction estimate. house no, no, has... No, no, the estimate. That's yeah, what you we said, were, what's the estimate going to be? Yeah. I said 11, and they, and they say between 10 and, and 12. 12. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Although I guess I could have said between 10 and 12. You could have. But what's but... between 10 and 12? <laughs> <laughs> this 10, one, five, this 10, one nine, goes to 11. 11, 2. <laughs> All right. So we had a good time. It's amazing you can nail that, but you can't get the Sonos to work at the shop. Cannot get <laughs> Not, the Sonos. Never once. Never once. Every time we sit there, we both look at the remote control going, I have no idea what it's doing. You know what it is? <laughs> I don't know what the technology is. My giant brain puts out an electro... <laughs> force field oh, that ruins all you're electronics. like a Faraday cage of, around your head. What is it called? A Faraday cage. It's what where, is that? That's like where, where an electric signal can't get in. Like if I yes. put a Faraday cage around you, then an electric signal couldn't hack your brain. 
I should get one of those. Yeah. Do they make a golf hat? <laughs> the the point is I ruin electronics with my giant electro brain <laughs> because nothing works right. And I get a lot of proclamations of like yeah. Ed I, AV guys like this never has happened before. Yeah. I've used these things all over the place. They always find you know, it yeah. never works. You'd be a great spy. Mm. Nobody would ever be able to. You know, you'd walk in a room, everybody's phones would go off. <laughs> no, no signal? No signal? No, I'd Adam's be a great... A cell phone jammer. I'd be a great spy because I notice everything. <laughs> That's my job. All right, let me tell you about uh, Castrol Edge. And then, 45 million bucks. No... Uh, in excess of. No Lamar history, though. No. It's weird, right? I Had a lot of history. They're very proud to say never crashed and... Never failed to complete a race. That's you know that's, that's worth. When we something. get back, we'll tell you about that. Uh, not get back, but I'll tell you about Castro Edge for a second. And then I'll tell you about that. John Cena settled up. Yes, he I did. believe I played a role in that. <laughs> <laughs> Tech advances. They made engines smaller, more powerful, more efficient. But the pressure's on, man. You're asking your oil to do more because you're taking a smaller displacement and you're making it work harder. And that then lands on the shoulders of the engine oil. That's why you need Castrol Edge. It's liquid titanium strong, man. Also, they have a little game called, uh, video called uh, Titanium Gamer, and you should check it out. It's a really well put together piece, and you can check it out at Castrol USA YouTube page, please. All right, so uh, the Cena thing. What do you know, uh, Max Zapata? All right, so... They they settled for an undisclosed sum, but what Ford is doing now, they're, they promised to donate all of that to charity. And okay. Cena's really happy about it. They released a statement about it. I'll read it for you in a little bit. Okay, so they settled. That's, that's the term you use to not throw Cena under the bus. But when you say for an undisclosed sum, Cena pays that sum. So Cena loses, and Cena has to issue an apology. Yeah. Right? So, so the point is made. It's like everybody save face. Cena's like, don't do this. Everybody keep their cool cars. Let's not ruin this. You know, this nice enthusiast. They're also industry. going after the dealership. I think that he got it from. So I read in this article. Yeah. Tell me that uh, one's still going on, right? Yeah. Tell me if this would uh, chap your hide over here, uh, Matt Moderator. When I went up against. Uh, the patent troll that was trying to take me down, and I announced, I'm not settling. We're, yeah. we're fighting. Uh, we fought it. We fought it, and we gave him a bunch of bad, uh, a bunch of bad press. And then they dropped the suit. Right. But the headline read Corolla settles with patent troll. Right. Of course. Except for how often does somebody settle by never giving them a penny? <laughs> right. Now, that, that's not a settle. It's they drop the suit. Right. But they said in these articles that I settled, which is them being fucking douchey because settlement, when Michael Jackson settles up with the family of a nine-year-old, yeah. it's not for zero dollars. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's probably hundreds of dollars. Yes. Maybe thousands. Maybe thousands. <laughs> I didn't Maybe pay a, a penny. Or something. I said I wouldn't settle, but they dropped the case. Yeah. And then in the settlement was, stop talking shit about us, and I'll drop the case. And I said, fine. Sure. That's not what you would consider settling a no, case. There's difference. That's more of an agreement. <laughs> right? 
Well, that- maybe it's technically settling, but you should be clear when you're writing this article that you're misleading people yeah. because then I got shit of like, you said you wouldn't settle. It's like, well, I didn't, I didn't settle. settle. I, I didn't, didn't pay settle. them anything. I'm when really- I said settle, I meant I'm not paying them out. Yeah, I'm fighting it. But if they want to drop it and walk away, they can drop it and yeah. walk away. I'm not going to pay lawyers thousands of dollars. People don't understand how big of a deal that was because if you had settled or lost, every other podcast, big or small or otherwise, would be affected. So you had to stand your ground and make a statement. And the statement was, we're not paying. We'll fight to the end. Yeah. Now, right. now they're out of business and blah, blah, blah. Eventually, the law catches up to these yes. people. They didn't, Good. unfortunately, do it in a timely fashion. But it would have been nice if the people who wrote the fucking articles yeah. were a little less, didn't use the word yeah. settle. Because John Cena settled and, and wrote I a check guarantee and he wrote a check. Yeah, he, 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 uh, his statement is, I love the Ford GT and apologize to Ford. Encourage others who own the car to respect the contract. I'm pleased we could resolve this matter outside of court and that a worthy charity will benefit from one of the most iconic cars in the world. Now, how bummed would the worthy charity be if they got the check when I settled with the patent trolls? <laughs> right? Yeah. Here's your big well, fat foam core with a fucking zero on it. <laughs> Enjoy it, kids. <laughs> Blake. <laughs> I started this show off the air by screaming about the press and how shitty, you know, if they don't mm. like you, then it's like, fuck you. Yeah. We'll just do what we want. I was, uh, Thinking, because I was watching this thing on, on Kimmel, you got to find this. I revisited about every four years on ACS, but uh, Entertainment Weekly evidently didn't at the time like me or, or Jimmy Kimmel. And they did this whole thing on like the fifth season of The Man Show yeah. without us. And it was kind of like, hey, now that they got rid of Adam and uh, it's kind of yeah. better now or something, which is stupid. But they said in the article... After Comedy Central performed a corollaectomy, which is meaning <laughs> got rid of me. Yeah, I got it. And uh, Jimmy Kimmel made his ill-fated move into late night. Yeah. It was taken over by Doug Stanhope and Joe Rogan, whatever that rest of the article was. Now, his ill-fated move into late night is he's now past the 15-year mark. Yeah. So maybe Entertainment Weekly doesn't have their finger on the pulse of entertainment. <laughs> They're still holding out would for you, failure. Would you want them picking your stocks for you? <laughs> no. All right. So they don't know what the fuck they're talking about, number one. And then number two, the corollaectomy, if you could describe a corollaectomy from your network as a series of lunches with executives for Comedy Central where they begged me to do season five of The Man Show and then kept... Th- throwing money at me like they're like what are you making now like i don't know 30 grand an episode how about we make it 50 an episode i was like no no i'm not doing anymore without jimmy if you want to call begging a guy to stay and throwing money at him a corollaectomy it's a weird description of that (laughs) transaction yeah but hey entertainment weekly why not just lie just you don't know I well, mean, make stuff up. You don't like me? Good. Make it sound insulting. It takes too long to do the research. <laughs> <laughs> they, first off, how do they find out that they performed a corollaectomy? There's a there's an insider. There's uh-huh. an undisclosed insider, and I love that they always like we reached out to their camp for comment and haven't received word back yet. Nobody's reached out to anybody ever. 
ever. Someone could have asked me from Entertainment Weekly, how did it go down? And I would have told them, at a certain point, I got a, I'd get a call from Comedy Central and they go, so-and-so just wants to take you out to lunch. And I'd go, just tell them no. Like, it's uncomfortable. Because we're going to sit there and talk and eat. And, yeah. right, and then at yeah. some point, they're going to go, hey, listen. And I'm just going to go, just no. Like, they, they would say to me, you can do the show alone or you can find another sidekick to do it mm-hmm. or whatever. Just one more season. And I was like, yeah. no. So I actually did something that was sort of noble, which is I turned away a bunch of money and I went with Jimmy to go work on his show. Yeah. Out of loyalty. Yeah. But Good. Entertainment Weekly described it as something different than yes. that. Although I probably would have said, where are we going for lunch? And we, I remember a few of the places. <laughs> West Side. Yeah. I was Good, just like, Good eateries. Yeah. I'm not really interested, but just... So I'm just saying, Mac Japan, next time you read a fucking article on anything, please understand. It's completely <laughs> the opinion of the person that wanted to write the article. They're not, yeah. they're not reporting shit. They're just telling you what they personally think about this person. All of this starts where? Like a rumor at a cocktail party, and then somebody sits down with pen to paper or fingers to keyboard, and they just types away and says, done, right? I, I, don't, I, I don't know how any of it works, but uh, you can find that EW article. Right. While you look we'll that up, I'll tell you part. how Geico works. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got a to-do list. You're dropping off dry cleaning. You're picking up some milk. And now you can add, save hundreds of dollars of car, on car insurance to that list. You don't have to drop off or pick up anything. You just go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. So if you want some extra money in your pocket, this is the most rewarding to-do you can do today. Go to Geico.com. Nice, man. All right, so we got uh, Goodwood coming up. Yeah. Cars. uh, By the way, Rodeo. 25th anniversary, you mentioned, Rodeo Drive Concourse, great event. Uh, I was happy to see uh, a few cars. Uh, your cars look great. Um, I liked the Jag 220, the XJ220. It had a little bit of a race trim thing going on. And That's the, the uh, late 80s supercar yeah, comeback That Jag. might have been 92. Oh, maybe it was. I was thinking maybe the Bugatti. I was thinking yeah. of. I thought it went like eighty nine to ninety one yeah. or something like that. But and then the Mercedes, it's a very eighties car. car. Yeah, right. The CLK. That's a right. tough one. It's yeah. it's another modern. Now this is yeah. two thousand and three or something or whatever it is. I like that it was just all like sort of wide body DTM kind of ish, but full on regular emblem coming off off the dash. The thing, not like stick on racing emblem, like. Like floppy, bendy, spring-loaded Mercedes no, emblem. That's the same thing like a like a 50s era 190 would have on the front of it. Yeah. Or my grandma's old Mercedes would have on there. A um, couple of things. Um, race cars always look awesome. <clears throat> if you really drill down on like... Why do we love the BMW M1 in race trim? Because when you look at the nose, it has the BMW nose on it. So the nose and the features, some of the hallmarks of the brand, but in race trim is awesome. When they get rid of all the hallmarks of the brand and just go full race, it just looks like a car 
or a race car. Yeah. The thing that's killer about this Mercedes is it has the emblem. It has the headlights. The headlights are tilted back. It's yeah. very... It's got the grill. The whole front yeah. end is crazy Mercedes. Yeah. And then the rest is crazy race car. And that's... The, I, I think thinking about, well, like, Porsche's significance, that's what they're... That's why everyone loves their race cars, because they look like a 911 that are completely nutballed out for the track. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, speaking of nutballed out, uh, we got a chance to check out the McLaren Senna as well. And I don't have all the details on this car, but we're going to have somebody from McLaren come in onto this show in like two weeks, something like that, before we go to Goodwoods. I'm going to say June, first week of June, someone's going to come in. But, uh, but, a, but the track-focused sort of Senna, McLaren Senna, this new supercar that they have, uh, when this was announced, of, I don't know, a couple of months ago, a lot of the photos went out, and it's tough to really kind of see that car in photos and go, hey, that's, that's really nice. But when you get up on it, it's the details of that car, the carbon fiber and all the little pieces on it that you really start to think – this is a cool car. You know, you really start to look at the wings a little funky in the back, kind of the reverse hanging wing. Yeah, it doesn't know, look good it has that, like an that arm, direction. Uh, uh, kind of facing the wrong way. But, but it is, uh, uh, it's all business. It's all business. And the color was a great blue with some orange highlights that yeah. looked great. And they uh, picked the perfect and color. And we can tell you that that, 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 that car, that car, it's got it's, full-on racing seat in it. It's just a bucket, like a shell. It's a great-looking it. piece. It, it's a uh, supercar. It's it, cool. It's a true supercar. So we're going to have the guys from McLaren come in because I want to get, like, the lineup now because we've seen, like, the 570 and the 675, I think, and the 720. Then we have this. But I think they're going to keep going. They're, this is not going to be the pinnacle. They're going to have still, like, a P1 and a new three-seater, like, F1 replacement. Can you get one of these cars? I don't know how many they made or if they're pre-sold. They must uh, be pre-sold. And I'm sure it's something like, I don't know, it could be 20 or it could be 200 and they're probably all gone. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we'll get into that some more. But look, we got a bunch of photos. We put some up on uh, on our social media. But when you get up on it, it's cool. It's cool because it is so race trim. Just take our word for it. If it doesn't photo, look, it's like, look, we're setting you up with a hot chick. You've seen a picture. You're not impressed. And like, I'm telling you, I've seen her in a bathing suit. Like, yeah. you're going on this date. Yeah. That take Sadder. our word for it. See what, I'm, what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Yeah. That's that's that's, that's, that's exactly the example. Here. Yeah. Anyway, it was a cool car to go. And then uh, Bruce Meyer held a little after party afterward. Yeah, I was playing softball yeah. at that point. Yeah. Kicking some ass. Kicking some ass. Yeah. Yeah. yeah By the way, the 20 year old that can't hit, I don't blame him. I blame his dad. Yeah. Now you're going to tell me his don't dad. Don't blame his mom. His mom's uh, <laughs> Jimmy's sister. <laughs> I won't say anymore. <laughs> okay. He's, uh, look, he's not going to be a professional ball player. All right. So, Todd, decisions have been made. Decisions Get been that. Made. Now you don't have to wish for that one. Not everybody mm. can be everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruce Meyer had a little after party. And I'm telling you, that guy's collection of cars. Uh, I love that uh, you walk into his collection. It's kind of like a little Peterson Museum because, like, the podiums the cars are on mm-hmm. are, like, straight out of the museum. <laughs> and it's the some, best. Some tells me he, he got a deal on those. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you walk by his, like, 63 Corvette, and no, it's a Le Mans winning 63 Corvette. And you, w- you walk by his Ferrari 250, you're like, no, it's a Le Mans winning first in its class. Yeah, everything's a Le Mans. Everything has a Le Mans history. It's Cerini. 
Bitsarinium. Lamar. Lamar. When it's class, 66 yeah. or he's something, maybe. He's got a pretty amazing collection there. And I want to say, I think he's got the C7 Corvette, probably some Lamar winning. Pratt and, Pratt and Miller. Miller. I always want to say Pratt and Whitney, but that's a, they make engines for airplanes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Know, cool, cool. With place. the red, the yellow one with the red uh, rear view uh, outside mirrors on it. I believe I so, yeah. yeah. And it's It's yellow, a cool piece. Black. Yeah, I yeah. rebuilt that, blah, blah, blah. Uh, EW article. You have that uh, that line? Yeah, so this is uh, uh, from an article called The Man Show by Karina Chicano, published in August of 2003. Oh, it chick. opens with a... <laughs> yeah, she didn't like us already. <laughs> yeah, the, the, and I want to follow up and find out where she's gainfully employed with these kinds of prognostications. Right. Yeah, what, what's her LinkedIn profile say? <laughs> right, here we go. The fifth season of The Man Show, which returns with fresh hosts Joe Rogan and Doug Stanhope, Following former co-host Jimmy Kimmel's ill-advised defection to late night and the show's subsequent Corolla-ectomy is another <laughs> testosterone haven for I thought you Central. were making that up. I thought was, that was your word. I didn't know that was no, published. Set that's Entertainment Weekly. Now, would we like to listen to Entertainment Weekly or Karina Chicano for any other uh, prognostications on uh, the entertainment world? She nailed the Kimball thing. I mean, uh, yeah, she's a real Nostradamus. <laughs> <laughs> so she doesn't. Here's the deal. Uh, I like to say stupid or liar. Right. Either she's stupid. Okay. Possibly both in this case, but she's either stupid, but more likely just lying. Just lying. Like the corollectomy, it's not based on anything. She doesn't like me, so she's lying. She heard a rumor at a cocktail party. There's no rumors. And then she went into this with hatred. You First off, if you know Max Pata, over here, stop your research. <laughs> stop God. what you're doing. If you know anything about networks and success, if you have a show that's hot, if you're writing an article about this, you know they didn't perform a corollaectomy because the deal is, is the man show is breaking up because one of the guys is going off to host a show. If you know anything about entertainment, you know they're trying to keep the other guy. They have a successful show. They're going to keep the one guy and see if they can get Joe Rogan in to stand next to him. If you know anything about success, if they're doing top gear yeah and one guy goes to jail or goes to do another show you think they're gonna go oh, i'm just gonna blow out clarkson too no <laughs> yeah. they're trying like fuck to keep that one guy and seeing if they can get matt leblanc to stand next to him or something yeah, right yeah, so just yeah. just by sense you would know they didn't cor- they didn't do a corollectomy right if you knew anything about the entertainment business that you write for a publication called entertainment weekly you would know that they didn't weren't blowing out the other like they didn't go comedy central didn't go Oh, Kimmel's going to late night? What about Corolla? He's, he's free. Well, get rid of him, too. <laughs> no. They knew I was the only one who could host the show and knew how the show worked. Right. So you would know that if you're being intellectually honest, but, but you weren't. By the way, not just entertainment. That's just good business. There's brand right. equity there. Of, like, of why course. not? You know. No. Of course, Karina <laughs> knew that. She just didn't like me. So right. she wanted to falsify a statement. That's all. Let's see Where is she? Nowhere. Uh, she just wrote a book about uh, the about female gender roles in uh, in entertainment. Well, that oh, explains well, why, she, that. why she hated you guys. Now listen, <laughs> don't write for publications if you're going in preconceived or preloaded. You see what I'm saying? You don't want me writing for your cuisine magazine if I don't like Thai food and I'm going to go review a Thai food place. Yeah, that's not. 
that's not how, what you want. What you want is me going in going, I'm wide open. I'll try it. If it's good, it's good. If it's bad, it's bad. You got a problem with me, so you're going to pre-write this article. This is in, t- in 2003. What do you think is going on now? Full effect. What, this, what she just did in 2003? Full effect, right? Yeah, this is like Brian at the other shop going and reviewing food places, like the best restaurants in <laughs> yeah. LA. Hated it. Hated it. All right. Where All right. were we? Uh, Brush Hero. No more backache and wet, scraped up knuckles. The Brush Hero is 100% water powered. There's no batteries or electricity required. Just a standard garden hose. You just hook it up. You haven't seen this thing. It's like a, it looks like a big Dremel tool with a brush on the end. It's, cool. it's really smart. Yeah, it's a neat deal. You can get the starter kit. It comes with two brush heads, a soft one for sensitive surfaces like paint and chrome, and a tough one for serious muck. I was using it in the engine compartment. Get a little some of that grease out of there. There's an extensive line of accessories to clean virtually anything, boats, barbecues, yard tools, patio furniture, pretty much anything you got outside going on. You know, you can get it at Amazon, Costco, Walmart, or just buy it direct from BrushHero.com and get 10% off your entire order if you use the code CARCAST. That's 10% if you use the code CARCAST, and all orders over 40 bucks will ship for free. Yeah, man. Brush Hero. All right, take the podcast one survey, take a couple of minutes, and uh, let them know you care. Just podcastone.com, click the survey banner, super easy. Also, uh, Chassis, a lot of fine offerings over there. You can pre-order Uppity, we're very proud of that, and it's coming out in July. And uh, Chassis, two S's and a Y, lots of good offerings. The Indian Wrecking Crew just released, with uh, narrated by Jay Leno. Yeah, great uh, great Jay Leno. Said to me once, doesn't have to be complicated. Doesn't have to be complicated. It could be very easy. And I like literally like call them as like, uh, hey, Jay, we got this movie, Indian Wrecking Crew. It's about the Indian motorcycles. Could you do the narration for it? And he's like, yeah, all right. Yeah. yeah come on. We'll do it. It's <laughs> like, all right. See? It's that easy. Or we could talk to their dickhead publicist for the next five years. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. All right. Uh, we're all in a bad mood today with the publicist. <laughs> I'm, I'm angry. I'm, I'm, I'm angry. What? Shift go look at some mirrors. Shift and steer. I'm going to go stare at a, at a mirror. Shift and steer. You can listen to our podcast one. Support the show. CarCastShow.com. Until next time, it's Adam Kroll for Matt, the moderator. DeAndrea saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCastShow. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. CarCastShow.com.